Yesterday, Positioning. Fred, yesterday, I wanted to tell him I didn't get to say it. There are more buyers than sellers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, mm. um, you do have the VIX below 30 today for the first time in more than a week. Look, I felt that yesterday was the most disbelief, disbelief rally in the history of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, everyone I talked to said, look, it's, it's this one off. It's over. Now, the experience is, is that if this market does not collapse by 11 o'clock, this is a brand new kind of recipe for a rally. Uh, with less than 40 days to go before the midterm elections, a new survey is painting a dangerous picture of the future of American democracy. A recent poll conducted by Yahoo News and YouGov shows less than half of Americans, 46 percent, believe candidates should commit in advance to accepting the results of this year's midterm elections. 55% say that once all the votes are counted, the candidate with the fewer votes uh, should concede. Among Trump voters, that number falls to 44%. 38% of Trump voters say candidates with fewer votes should continue to challenge the results. Let's bring in right oh, now God. political strategist and pollster Frank Lines. Hey, Frank, good to see you again. What, what's your takeaway from these numbers? Uh, scary as hell. I'm here at the Conservative Party conference. I'm trying to say to them, be very careful what you wish for. Be very careful what kind of campaign you hold, because you could end up like the U.S. When you lose the faith and trust in elections itself, you've lost your democracy. And we are so close to the edge. I'm sitting in this room right now with a group of students from Radley College. And I have to teach them, I have to explain to them that this isn't the way democracy is supposed to work that you have winners and losers, you accept the loss, and then you move on. We are so poisoned, we are so toxic, and I don't want what's going on in the U.S. to happen here in the U.K. That would be a real tragedy. So now, Jonathan, is will the abortion decision, uh, will Republican radicalism, will uh, the, the aftermath of January 6th, will all of that taken together, will Uvalde, will these 10-year-old girls uh, having to flee uh, uh, out of state, from male legislators who want to, to force them to have their rapist babies. Will all of that combined be enough uh, to, to will bend history? And right now, I must say, looking at the numbers, doesn't look like it. Yeah, it speaks to how powerful those historical forces are, that all those things you just mentioned, including the Roe v. Wade decision, which has become so animating for so many voters, particularly women, new female voters, and yet the Democrats still may fall short. I mean, the odds were against them from Election Day 2020, when the, the Democratic margin in the House was going to be so slim, uh, it became next to impossible. Leading Democrats concede to, for them to be able to keep that party. And there is still a chance. We don't want it until a month ago. Things can change. It's not written in stone. But the odds are against them that, that to be able to keep the House, even if they just lose it by a couple of seats. And in fact, it is because, Joe, of all those things you just mentioned, that's why the Senate's still in play. Because historical tradition, yeah. you know, 50-50, that would seem to likely break for Republicans as well. But now Democrats feel like they've got a fighting chance. It's going to come down to a handful of races. This thing is probably going to have 50-50 or 51-49 one way or the other. The Senate's that close. It's because of all those things you just mentioned. <laughs> wow. Uh, Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. Look, all we need to do is like put those people on in campaign ads for Republicans around this country and, and it, it'll be a friggin' landslide. I mean, what a, what a set of villains um, you got there. It sounded like a concession speech over there at MSNBC. They're basically saying, 
it's over. They're they're clinging to this Roe v. Wade uh, read somehow that's going to rescue these elections. Um, I think not. Uh, we're going to have a great show today. Uh, we're going to spend um, uh, much of this hour with the great pollster Richard Bears, who I'm going to bring on um, shortly, and then uh, in the eleven block we're going to uh, go out to Nevada. We're going to start there. Um, and look at how that Hispanic wave to the Republican Party is playing out boots on the ground. Just a quick market commentary. Uh, yesterday and again today, we've had a big rally in the stock market. We're getting, again, the buy the dip language, this, that, and the other thing. There's optimism, this, that, and the other thing. Here's the thing. Um, there's money that goes into stocks and there's money that goes into bonds. And there's always this this movement between what they call asset allocation, okay? So sometimes if you get a movement up in the stock market, it, it results purely from a shift from the bond to the stock market. Essentially, that's what we witnessed yesterday, and it was because of bad economic news. One of my favorite indicators uh, the Institute of Supply Chain um, Manufacturing Index was was signaling strong recession. Okay, now the logic of Wall Street is, well, that means the Fed won't raise interest rates as quickly as they said they were going to do. So that's a relief in the bond market from their plunge in bond prices. Uh, therefore, let's move some money into stocks. Simple as that. We'll see how this long, this mini dead cat rally runs, uh, but no one should take any kind of comfort in a stock market rally at this point, contingent on expectations that the economy is going to be worse. Now, um, in order to introduce Richard Barris, uh, I want to just say that the book I have, Taking Back Trump's America, um, the whole uh, mission of that book is to put Donald Trump back in the White House. But in my judgment, the only way we do that is first uh, taking back uh, the House of Representatives from Nancy Pelosi. And the reason, as I argue in taking back Trump's America, is, is fairly simple. Congress has weaponized the investigatory powers of Congress in an unconstitutional way designed to do what they should not be doing, which is to create a, a, a phony hoax criminal prosecution of Trump for the sole purpose of either throwing enough mud at him to make sure he doesn't win or their dream scenario is to, is to prevent him from running to begin with because they put him in jail. That's what they are doing. And if, if you allow the wound of Nancy Pelosi to fester and stay open by having her retain the speaker's gavel in 2024, all hope is lost. Now, what we preach here in the war room is the canon of Steve Bannon. It's action, action, action. It's not just that you have to go to the polls on game day in November and cast your vote. That's just part of it. What, what I'm asking you to do between now and then is find one or more candidates out there around the country who are in tight races that we absolutely need to win to take the House 
and the Senate. You know, we've talked a lot about Blake Masters in Arizona. That guy, Mitch McConnell, has abandoned him. He can win that race. Help Blake out. Those are the kinds of things we do. So um, with that in mind, what what uh, we're going to do today, it should be fun, is take you kind of on a tour of, of much of the United States, go go state by state, look at some of the congressional races there, and see uh, where you might uh, come into the picture in terms of helping candidates. Without further ado then, um, let's bring in Richard Barris. Uh, Richard, my brother, how are you today, sir? Living the dream as always, Peter. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm just hanging in there. So I thought what I thought we'd do before we start the state-by-state exercises is kind of look at kind of the generic handicapping of where we're at um, on the House uh, and Senate, if you want. So what, what you got for us, and I know you, uh, you want to do another poll on that um, uh, yeah. in, in October. So just wax eloquent a little bit. Where, where are we at? Where's the chessboard at? And people can help us do that if they go to Big Data Poll, Peter, and just scroll to the bottom. They can learn about the public polling project. That's where we do it. I always trust my own numbers more than I trust anybody else. But without a doubt, uh, whether you're looking at the Mammoth poll, which was uh, a very big shift over the last month and a half to Republicans, uh, whether you're looking at uh, YouGov, which for The Economist, which actually did a likely voter, that was a five-point shift among registered voters alone, and Republicans had a lead there on the on the uh, generic ballot. Now, that's significant because that basically never happens, Peter. I mean, it's with the methodology from uh, The Economist, YouGov, it's, it's pretty much, you know, almost impossible for Republicans to lead a popular vote poll because there's, their weighting is so ridiculously unrealistic. Uh, but, you know, we made a lot of hay last week about the ABC News poll, and the talk was whether or not that shift was going to be prevalent in other polls as well. And I think, without a doubt, you can't argue uh, that um, ABC may have picked up on something, you know. So there is a move after we came out of the summer and post-Labor Day to Republicans. I think I think it's fair to say that, that Biden um, and the Democrats got that, that bump from that flurry of bills that got passed. It looks like the Biden's approval rating got up. But I think would it not be true that the reality, the stark reality of the economy and the collapse of the financial markets is settling in and this is going to be an economy stupid election? Is that where we're at? Yeah, that's what, you know, I, I really grabbed onto that with Mammoth uh, yesterday, and it's not that I think they're fantastic poll. Uh, you know, the, the truth is they're really not, uh, but a trend is a trend no matter any way you slice it. And, um, you know, the, their generic ballot is a little bit weird. I've shown people this with the public polling project. If you ask the generic ballot, Peter, who do you prefer to control Congress? It's different than if you ask them, who do you intend to vote for? Which is, when I was coming up, that's a traditional generic ballot, and that's the way we word it. I showed people in one of the first public polling projects we did with the generic ballot, look, we can ask this question two different ways, and you're going to get two different answers. Uh, which, they're, you know, they're, all, they're each useful in their own way. But what they found, which is what I, uh, is what I have been claiming about for, for weeks and weeks now, Polling is always spotty in the summer. Maybe Biden's approval bounced up a little bit. We had him tick up two points over the course of three months over the summer. That's it. Uh, so other people yeah. now, you know, ABC's back down to 38, uh, 39. Uh, the Mammoth polls back down to 40. They came up with this, and this is what matters. Abortion okay. rights is not outweighing 
people's economic concerns when it comes to who they intend to vote for. So if they're holding back and they're not telling the pollster, you know, I don't know, I'm not sure yet, uh, they're going to vote Republican I, I or, or not vote at all. And that's the Republicans' yeah. uh, job is to get those people out. But, you know, we're polling Arizona right, right let, now. Let, it's the same we've seen in every state, uh, Peter. These people disapprove of Biden. Overwhelming. Got it. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's uh, we got about a minute and a half to the break here. Let's see if we can fit Alaska in first, and then we'll come back after okay. the break and start with Arizona. So, um, yeah, obviously um, the Sarah Palin uh, Mary uh, Pell Troller race is interesting. But what what's boots on the ground in, in Alaska? What what are you reading on the state and 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 maybe that race? You know, it really is still a toss up because of the bitter blood. It should not be. Everyone give Lisa Murkowski and her rhino team a hand. They threw Alaska to the Democrats uh, in order to save Lisa Murkowski's own skin. She sacrificed the entire state and their energy economy uh, because in the in the mid to long term, Peter, this is going to become a bigger problem for Republicans. She did it because she knew she could not survive a traditional Republican primary. So her and her people work behind the scenes to get ranked choice voting. I still do think come November, you know, you probably have to give Palin a little edge because there are going to be more Republican votes, but you beg it, you know, just they don't get along, you know, and, and they're telling people not to vote for Palin. So if you have more moderate Republicans who go out and cast their first vote, right, and nobody gets to 50, uh, they wind up putting Beg uh, Paltola, Mayor Paltola, as their second choice, which is what happened in that special then yeah. that's a problem. That's yeah. problematic. That being said, there will be more voters in November than there were in that special. And that's the I, X I was, factor I was from thinking, Mary Peltol. I was thinking there'd be like a backlash when, when she lost, when Palin lost in that special, that would really energize the uh, Alaskan Republicans. You're not seeing that? Or who knows? You know, I, it, it's a tough it's a tough state to poll. I wouldn't, unless I polled it myself, I wouldn't believe anything that I've seen from people. Alaska yeah. is uh, one of, it's probably the most difficult state to poll. It probably is. And then you add ranked choice voting to that, and it's like, guys, take it with a grain of salt. I don't care who does it. I don't care if it's Fabrizio or some, you know, uh, left-wing news outlet. It's a difficult state. You're not reaching those rural areas. Not happening. All right, brother. Uh, we're going to be right back with Richard Barrison. We're going to go to the great state uh, of Arizona. I am Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon uh, briefly today. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 
to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. Put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Yeah, true that. Coming for all of us, unless we take back Trump's America. Okay, we um, we are having um, a tour of the United States today, apropos of taking back Trump's America. The mission for everybody in the posse is to win back the House of Representatives and get Pelosi the hell out of there peacefully at the ballot box. And so uh, we're talking to the great Richard Barris. Where we uh, have begun... Uh, our tour around the country. So, Richard, um, let's go right to um, Arizona. I've got uh, three races congressionally that I'm that I'm looking at. It's David Schweiker versus Jevin Hodge, Eli Crane versus Tom Halloran, and Juan Siscomani versus Kirsten Engel. That's the one most interesting to me to see whether that's in reach. Uh, but let's um, get, give us an overview of, of where Arizona is with uh, – with Kerry Lake, Blake Masters, and Fincham, and then maybe we can get to these uh, Congress races. Yeah, some of these I've polled, actually, Peter, which is great, on the whole list, actually. But, you know, getting Arizona, and we're polling it now, people should keep an eye out with cdm.press tomorrow. The poll will be uh, will be out, likely, tomorrow. Uh, but I got to tell you, O'Halloran is done. <laughs> I mean, I uh, don't know how he survives. I would add to that, given uh, what we're seeing generically and in he's Arizona. he's an incumbent, by the way. Just he so is. You know, right, right. Just, he's but, an incumbent he Democrat. Re- yeah. Go ahead. But he was redistricted into a lot of red vote, nor, you know, to the north. And uh, that's problematic for him. It's almost backward of what happened to David Schweikert. Uh, that being said, again, uh, because of how the, the Republican ticket at the state level is performing uh, without giving away too much here. Uh, I do think that Schweiker, you know, that leans Republican rating we're seeing on all the forecasters is uh, understating Schweiker's support. Uh, you know, so uh, Halloran, I think he needs a miracle at this point to survive. I think he needs, you know, the Holy Mother to intervene on behalf of him. And I would actually add Arizona 4 to this if it ends up being a real wipeout where you have uh, Cooper going against Scanton. He just hasn't been able to raise much money. Uh, but, uh, you know, there, there's, you know, well, Arizona, say with me on that now, tell me, be tell a me about that race. Not. It's Arizona four. Is that what you said? It is. And, yes. and what are the, and what's the full names of these guys and, and who's the Republican, who's the Democrat, who's the incumbent? Yeah, the incumbent is a Democrat, um, you know, because, again, we had redistricting going along. Uh, that is uh, Scanton. Okay, Kelly Cooper's the Republican. And then you have Greg. Oh, Scanton. Stanton. Stanton with two T's. Sorry. And then you have okay. Greg Stanton, who is the incumbent Democrat, uh, you know, which 
I guess I would put that race as you know toss up to Lean's D because I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even normally say toss up if I didn't pull it myself. But because I did, I'm looking at the entirety of the state and you know the mood and the direction um, that I think the state's going to go. And you know if and he would hold on, the, it wouldn't shock me. But everybody else would be the, gone. Who's the Who's the Republican? What's his name? In, his name is Cooper. Florida? Yeah, Kelly Who's Cooper. Yeah, Kelly, Kelly. Uh, yeah, okay. and he was a small businessman who ran because of okay. COVID's lockdown, hurting his small businesses. Uh, yeah. You know, months ago, I actually had him on uh, Inside the Numbers, and, and I asked him yeah. why he ran. And because he's a small business owner, he had to let people go. For those who have ever, you know, hired or employed anybody before, when the government forces you to shut your business down and you have to let people go that rely on you for a paycheck, it's painful. And that's what happened to him. Yeah. And his daughter really looked at him and said, Daddy, you're going to let this happen, you know? And he was like, nope. So he's, re- you know, he's really likable. Uh, he won in, I would say, an upset. He is certainly more Trumpy uh, than uh, the establishment uh, candidate that they that Kevin McCarthy backed. And she lost, uh, you know, the local, I would say the, the local McCain wing that had been trying to hold on in Arizona preferred yeah. her. Uh, they didn't get her. It was close, but he he edged her out, and uh, you know he's been he's been running ever since in a nice wave. Right. Uh, you all know right. he he would carry. Let's for. um, all right. Let's let's keep moving here. Um, there's the Juan Siscomani, the Republican, uh, on your uh, radar because he's he's a Latino person, Kirsten England, in AZ six. It leans Republican. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I would say it's the district itself is favorable to Republicans. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, with the exception of, you know, there are two very Democratic seats in Arizona, and then you have Arizona 4, which is, um, you know, I would say uh, leans Democrat for sure, you know, and it's got a, there's a built in advantage there. But in a bad year for Democrats, Peter, they're going to have problems just about okay. in, in four, six is, you know, a, a real crapshoot. And O'Halloran is banking on being in two, is banking on being an incumbent. But I'm telling you, the polling looks not bad. happening. All it right, let's looks, go to Florida. Yeah, I mean, it's just let, good luck. Let's go with to that. Florida real. I want to <laughs> zip through these things fairly quickly. Cor- Florida seven, yeah. Corey Mills versus Karen Green. Um, Trump did not endorse in this race. I'm not sure why. No. Um, but how's uh, how's Florida? I mean, Florida is a big red wave at this point. But are, is that race it on is. your radar screen? So what, what's a, that? How's that it's look? Gonna go to Corey Mills. It is very likely Corey Mills is going to be the next uh, representative from seven. The, the uh, there's another interesting race, which is in uh, thirteen. Uh, Luna, yeah. Anna Luna, who I told the Republican Party in 2020, you know, they always, you know, ask, uh, I said, this this woman could beat Charlie Chris. She can beat him. Uh, yeah. And she came that close and with no support, with no support. Yeah. Because why? Republican leadership is always stupid and they believe uh, the, uh, you know, the media <laughs> polling and their own. And, and, and truth be told, their own pollsters give them bad data. That's just the truth. Um you know, so Texas 15, Florida 13, these are all districts Republicans probably should have represented already by now, um, but yeah. uh, they, they, they weren't aggressive enough, you know, and they, they did what uh, Mitch McConnell is very good at doing, which is like, you know, pulling the fire alarm. I, I, always, I always make this analogy, but it's true, you know, believing that the house is on fire 
pulling the fire alarm, and instead of being a leader, he tramples over the bodies of small yeah. children while he runs out of the burning building himself <laughs> to save himself. You know, so I, I mean, just, that's what the- I just. <laughs> I just jumped quickly ahead to uh, Texas 15. Yeah. What we're trying to do here, Richard, for the for the posse is to identify a, a, a small number of races here today that they can go to their candidates' websites and help them in the toss-up. So this Anna Luna one fascinates me, but you said Monica yeah. Cruz, that's the Republican in Texas 15 versus Michelle Vallejo, who is an incumbent. You think we could grab that one, right? I do. I think it should have fell in 2020. Uh, now it's been redistricted, and it actually is redistricted slightly in favor of uh, Republicans more, given what we're seeing in the, the, the shift in the Hispanic vote. You know, Peter, why these races are important, and I would add 34 to that, only uh, it, it is going to be hot, harder for Myra Flores to hold on. I do think she can. And that's because I, I just think that at this point, there are, I, you know, I'm looking at the Telemundo poll, which always understates Republican support. And even they yeah. are showing that it's roughly in line with 2020. You know, and I know that you add the likely voter model to that, and Republicans are going to benefit even more than that poll suggests from a shift in Hispanic voting. Uh, and those, if uh, you're going to make it do, happen, uh, you're going to make a play for it. it, has to be there. Let's do. Let's do one more before the break, and then we'll come back and keep going. But the one that's fascinated me um, is in Iowa. It's Iowa yeah. 3, Zach Nunn versus Sidney Axney, who's the Democrat incumbent. I've been urging us to axe yep. the axe. Is that one on your radar screen? I think I think she's getting the axe. Uh, you know, in good Republican years, Republicans could take every single district in the state of Iowa. That's just where that state is at this point. And um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of economics uh, in that go into this. You know, for people, you know, the issues you talk about all the time. You were just did in the cold open there when we were talking about markets and asset allocation, right? When you this hurts the Midwest farmer badly. Um, you know, and the, the the idea of free trade and all the money going to Ukraine, this ticks people off in this area of the country because, you know, they're struggling, they're hurting. Uh, they don't get access to those foreign markets anyway. It's like just basically writing a blank check to people while your own farmers struggle. Uh, you know, and it's more than that. Those pe- the people in Iowa 3 rely on uh, people in Iowa 2, right? So, uh, you know, I just see... I, I I don't I don't see Democrats holding on to this. All I just right. don't. Let's try even in twenty twenty. Let's try one uh, more. You know, one more before the break. One more before the break. Kansas three, Amanda Atkins, yeah. uh, the Republican versus Sharice Davids, the incumbent. That's another chance to to, to get a net gain. Are, is that one on your radar screen? Yeah, it is. But Amanda I would Atkins, say that that Sharice is Davids. that really is a pure toss up in a year like this. I really do okay. uh, think that's the case. There are people have to understand. Yes, Kansas is ruby red. You have states like Nebraska that are ruby red, but they have this very deep rooted uh, history of progressive populism that kind of mixes in. Uh, you know, so it, it's never just a shoe in. Is my point. Now, if it's a Republican plus three year, that seat is gone, obviously. Uh, but we'll we'll see. You know, or at least I would say it's likely. Uh, to be. But there are some areas where we have seen in recent elections, Peter, in this part of the country, 
uh, where they're, you know, things have changed. They're not what they used to be and they still have that history. Uh, so it gets a little bit more educated as time goes on. So it is one area where I, I wouldn't take for granted. Would it, if you twisted my arm, I would say, obviously, I think the Republican has a slight edge here. I think Republicans in most of these that we're going through before the break, let me just say that they do have the edge because it is an incumbent midterm, it's a first term incumbent midterm. All right, my brother, uh, we're going to be back in uh, just a few minutes. We are with Richard Barris uh, taking a great tour of the United States politically. I am Peter K. Navarro in the war room for Stephen K. Bannon. Friends, if you're thinking about stocking up on emergency food because of what's going on in the world, now is the time to do it. Farmers are warning everyone who will listen. Food shortages are next. That's why I urge you to go to preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com right now. To help the American family, My Patriot Supply is offering a 20% discount off their three-month emergency food kit. This kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. As you know, this food stays fresh for up to 25 years, so it's ready the moment you need it. And it's designed to give you more than 2,000 calories a day. That's 2,000 calories a day. So you won't go hungry and you'll keep up your strength during any crisis. Save 20% on this three-month kit at preparewithbannon.com. That's preparewithbannon.com. Stock up now with the price this low. Your orders ship fast and free in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to preparewithbannon.com right now. Preparewithbannon.com right now. Take action. Use your agency. Action, action, action. America. That's the incendiary new book from former Trump trade czar Peter Navarro. Available on Amazon today. Stephen K. Bannon calls Taking Back Trump's America a brass-knuckled insider's account of the merciless 2020 fall and miraculous 2024 rise of the White House of Trump. Taking Back Trump's America is the blueprint for a new Trump White House that will truly make America great once again. Order Taking Back Trump's America today on Amazon. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. We must take back Trump's America. This book, Taking Back Trump's America, for me is not a book. It's a mission right now. And as I write in the Taking Back Trump's America book, we can't get Donald Trump in the White House in 2024 unless we get Pelosi the hell out of Congress as the speaker in 2022. For the next 30-something days, our mission, Posse, is to do everything we can to help some candidates there in toss-up races. So I'm going to do this a little bit in real time. I'm going to ask Cameron uh, later on to get some of the picks up on uh, on the War Room site. But we've been talking with Richard Barris, and we're going to go right back to him quickly. But so far, uh, Cameron and Posse, the, the three of the, race, the races that really have caught my eye um, for, for posse help, the ones that can, can win. Um, Zach Nunn, the Republican versus Sidney Axney in Iowa 3. Um, Richard Barris came up with a fascinating race um, that the uh, leadership, such as it is in the House, Republicans have been ignoring. It's uh, Kelly Cooper. Kelly Cooper in Arizona 4. Let's see if we can get his website um, and, and help him out. Um, I love this Anna Luna race, Republican in Florida, 
13, a Latina that can definitely win. And again, uh, in Texas, 15, Monica De La Cruz, the Republican. Those are all seats that, that we could have a four-seat swing alone by focusing on those alone. All right. Now, let's get back to um, the great Richard Barris here. And before we start, Richard, would you um, just let people know how to su- support your efforts? Because there's another important poll you got to be doing in October. So, so give them the pitch there and your best Mike Lindell pitch. And then we'll come back and, and uh, I want to talk about next main two and Bruce Poliquin. Yeah, thanks for that, Peter. Uh, if people go to bigdatapoll.com and they scroll to the bottom, they're going to see the public polling project, a bunch of graphs, right track, wrong track. We have a lot more we have to put up. But below that as well, you can see where you can support it. It's a completely crowdfunded effort. It is not sponsored by a media organization, which uh, I don't want to let go of this. We do do media polling, but this uh, was uh, very successful in 2020. We went state by state. This is for the generic ballot and national numbers to get Joe Biden's approval rating. And look, it, when we're trying to forecast the way things are going, Peter, I always trust myself more than I trust anybody else. So, you know, that it, it has been more than a few cycles when I was the, the outsider or outlier and I, you know, I was uh, I was right and they were not. So I hate to be left like these other forecasters solely relying on media polling because it, it's not very good. <laughs> so, I've re- yeah, we're now at October 4th and it's very important to get uh, at least another, if not one, at least another two generic ballots. One final, but definitely an October one to see because we had it tighten as well. We still had a Republican lead, but it tightened. And I want to see where it is now. And I think it's it's very important. All right, my brother. Let's uh, let's go to the great state of Maine. I want to uh, preface this yeah. uh, by a little time I spent when I was in the White House. <clears throat> Maine, two that Maine has two congressional districts. Maine one is the kind of the Portland area where all of the, the liberals from Boston kind of hang out to avoid taxes, and um, <laughs> yeah. it's hopelessly it's hopelessly <laughs> Democrat, right? But we could always uh, we always wanted to hang on to Maine too, and like my mission at the White House was was to help the lobster folks, the the blueberry folks, the timber folks, and I, I took it as a matter of some uh, pride. Uh, that, that we could go after that and, and win it. So I was like, when I looked at this race, <clears throat> I was surprised that this guy, Jared Golden, uh, a Democrat, an incumbent, is holding on to Maine, too. Uh, there's a guy named Bruce Poliquin, the Republican. Uh, we'd love to see him win. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this race, Richard? Yeah, the two. One is uh, Bangor Daily News is the uh, only pollster they have the they have contracted the only pollster who has a good track record of polling not only the entire state but specifically Maine too. If you go back and look the last three cycles of polling, you will see nothing but blue except for you know even when Trump carried Maine too, except for the Bangor Daily which uh, had uh, Trump up by eight, nailed it both times. Uh, this again, too, is like Alaska, where you have crazy voting and crazy on how you count votes. Uh, but I would say if anybody can do this, I'm more bullish on Poliquin than I am on some of these other races. Why? Uh, you know, he's very Trumpy. It's Maine, too. You know, Mitt Romney would lose Maine, too. He would. Uh, but not Donald Trump. It is a different message. Poliquin is all about inflation and immigration, trade. Uh, so if anybody can do it, uh, it's him. I, I, it is a pure toss up. 
but I would they say have uh, he's got a strong chance. They, they got they started this they started ranked choice voting yeah. them in Alaska are the only two for now Jesus. give it time all right all right let's um let's go to um a state which which is always an enigma to me given given again when I was in the White House my mission was to rebuild the manufacturing base um, in this country and of course Michigan is at the the, the center of that along with um, you know, Ohio and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. But um, first of all, uh, the, the Tudor Dixon, <clears throat> Tudor Dixon, the Republican versus uh, the witch Gretchen Whitmer, a uh, lot of suppression polls, I think, out. Megan, like that race is over. See if you have any comments on that. And I've got three, at least three races on my radar here. Michigan three, John Gibbs, the Republican versus yeah. Hillary Shoten, uh, Michigan 10, uh, John James, the Republican versus Carl Malinga, and Michigan 36, uh, Steve Cara versus Roger Williams. So uh, why don't you give us a, a nice slice of Michigan here um, from uh, from Detroit to the UP. You know, uh, let's see, Michigan 3, you know, in full disclosure, during the primary, I did poll for John Gibbs, uh, you know, but uh, since the pivot to the general, uh, that's no longer the case. I'm trying to take an independent look at it here. But this really should be a a seat that Republicans uh, pick up. or It's really a hold, actually, because John Gibbs, of course, beat the Trump impeaching Peter Meyer with universal name recognition. When we pulled this from Gibbs in this, uh, you know, before the primary, he was the only one who got nine in 10 Republican based support and actually had a slight lead with independence. So he had a small lead. Since then, a lot of money has been thrown at him. Uh, I had seen some other uh, polling from Republican entities. It was ridiculously educated. Michigan yeah. is a working class state. All right. So the polls are horrible. Uh, that being said, somebody I know who does poll Michigan well. Uh, did have Tudor Dixon struggling. She's down, uh, not horribly, but she's down. And w- there is that abortion issue, and all of the Democrats are trying to latch on to that. At the end of the day, it may peel some votes away. I just don't. I just don't see it being uh, maybe a factor in the governor's race more so than something for John Gibbs. Uh, John's got to win this race, and I think he can. I do, but I think the, it's going um, to be close. Sabato, uh, Sabato, one point in our report. Yeah, but just to say one thing, Sabato and Cook both have the Gibbs race lean Democrat. So, yeah, because they're frauds, you know, they're they're frauds. (laughs) They're glorified poll readers. You know, I did this. I was playing Twitter (laughs) Jeopardy the other day, Peter, who's which forecaster had their final email memo out there that said Democrats poised to pick up at least 15 seats in 2020. You know, those guys all believe that Democrats were going to add to their majority in 2020. The minute Gibbs won that election, won that primary, they moved it to Lean's D. If they really cared about what the data showed, they would have moved it at least from Lean's D to toss up, if not toss up to Lean's Republican at that time. Because Republicans had a nice lead on the generic ballot. And all of the polling, it wasn't just mine, Peter Mayer's own polling, which people leaked to me from his campaign, his own polling showed that he was getting blown out by Hillary because he couldn't hold the Republican base. Peter, we found almost four in 10 Republicans said, I would rather him lose because he voted to impeach Donald Trump. I would rather not vote at all in that race 
and yeah. watch him go down in flames. That if they think those people were lying, they're nuts. But they're not pollsters. Yeah. They're glorified poll readers. And there's no forecast model. They're looking at polls, just like the rest of you at home are doing. That's all they do. There's nothing special. They don't have a secret sauce. That's why they're wrong all the time, because the polls are wrong all the time. The more inaccurate the polls get, the more inaccurate their forecast models get. All right. You find a relationship Richard, let's, there, uh, right? Let's, let's go to um, Minnesota. There's one race there yeah. that oh, yeah. I'm really interested in there. Um, yeah. It's rated toss-up. It's a chance to pick up a seat. It's Tyler yeah. Kistner, the Republican, yeah. versus Angie Craig. The incumbent. Are you, are you? Is this on your radar? I, I actually think Angie Craig is uh, one of the most vulnerable uh, incumbents across the board. So if Republicans have a good night, she's finished. It's it, you know I know people want to keep talking about Finstad and won the special election. He barely won it, and he won it by four points, and he won it with the largest share that a Republican congressional candidate has won. And since going back to uh, twenty you know ten when they started looking in that area in Olmstead County, I got to tell you too, uh, or outside of it. I got to tell you, too, that everyone wanted to compare his margin to Donald Trump. Trump won it by almost 10. Well, he's Donald Trump, and it's Minnesota. It's that kind of area yeah. in the Midwest outside of the Twin Cities where Donald Trump is just, you know, he's a rock star. So you don't compare a Congress to the presidency if you know that there's a long history of other congressional candidates. Republicans have underperformed Trump there for years. So Finstad did the best we've seen any modern candidate do in the last four cycles. So uh, I think that's solid. Uh, going you know, to that next one with Angie Craig, I think if you see Finstad win that by five, uh, then Angie's done. She's done. You know, I mean, because okay. uh, she has been struggling to hold on for a long time and redistricting did is, not is really Tyler, go the way she had hoped. Is the Kistner race, is that something the, the War Room Posse could get involved in? Is that one uh, well, this is, that's close enough to, to matter? This is another thing. It, it, it is. Uh, you know, I would say, too, going back even with Gibbs, you know, there's a lot of help that could have been given earlier that was not given. And, you know, it's like, look, I've said this before, and I know, uh, you know, I, I'm not here to make friends. I, you know, I, I shoot, I call balls and strikes. <laughs> McCarthy sat on his hands for a long time. You know, it took weeks, weeks to contact some of these candidates. So I, I think it's going to have to be the voter who does it. And, uh, you know, that that's it's going to have to be the voter. It's going to have to be Trump. He sucked a lot of money out of the room. Let's face it. You know, there's people that need help. They cannot do this when the Democrats are constantly outraising and beating them over the head. That being said, some of these races you would think with the Democrat advantage would be over, Peter. The fact that they're not yeah. should tell you everything about how this yeah, season yeah. is going. So, you know, John James, clear a favorite in Michigan. You know, so I would, I would, if you're looking at who to help, you know, I don't want to, I'm yeah. trying to walk a line here, but if you're looking at who yeah. to help, uh, you know, Gibbs yeah. could need the help a lot more than John James could, you know, which, by the yeah. way, who, who are they, who is the leadership focused on? It's like they're trying to win races they know they're likely to win anyway, yes. and they're not trying to make that extra effort. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, and, counting and counting votes, not from, seats, Peter. Yeah. Counting votes. Yeah. All right. We are with That's the right. great Richard Barris. Right. We will be back for a wrap-up um, around, the, around the country. And uh, I am Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. We will take back Trump's America together.
If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in the great state of Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and guess what? They're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Now go to PatriotMobile.com. That's one word. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call the following number, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Bannon. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Make an impact. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech. Protecting free speech. And canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Stephen K. Bannon, who will be up momentarily uh, in the next hour of this show. Um, Getter, the Twitter killer, Getter hit new heights this week covering the Bolsonaro-Lulu contest in Brazil. If it weren't for Getter, the people of Brazil wouldn't be getting truth. Uh, sign up today for Getter, please. Uh, it's the best best alternative to Twitter. All right, let's go back to Richard Barris. Um, we've added, uh, Cameron, two races to our list. Uh, the Gibbs race in Michigan 3 for the posse to support, and Tyler Kistner in Michigan 2. That would be well worth your time and money for those two races. All right, Richard, we're going to do, because we're short in this last segment, um, a lightning round. Um, North Carolina, you got the uh, Sandy Smith versus Donald Davis in NC1, and Bo Hines versus Willie Nickel. Um, NC 13, um, which either one of those races, um, are close enough to get the posse involved in. Yeah, I, I, I understand the leans Democrat rating from other people, uh, when it comes to, uh, North Carolina one, but Sandy Smith is endorsed by Donald Trump and in a good year, she absolutely can win that race. Uh, and Tyler's Minnesota too, by the way, uh, Bo, when it comes to Bo, I think Bo is favored. Not that he's, you know, got to take his foot off the gas. Nobody ever should, but, uh, I think that his race is much, obviously much easier to win, uh, than Sandy's, but Sandy can win that race. She All can. right, uh, let's go uh, to New Hampshire. I got two races there. Bob Burns versus Andy Custer, an incumbent yeah. in New Hampshire, too. Yeah. And then the Caroline Levitt-Chris Pappas race, another Democrat incumbent in NH1. What say you, sir? 
This is especially uh, one is a, uh, I would say, uh, a manic uh, district. They swing back and forth because Shea Porter used to have these fights, uh, you know, every year. The Republican would lose it. The Democrat would lose it back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you know, I really think uh, there leans Democrat only because of incumbency. And I think that may not be the factor that some people uh, believe down ballot, even though the Senate polling looks like uh, Hassan is keeping a lead. Even though Democrats don't feel that comfortable about it behind closed doors, by the way. Uh, but down ballot, the polling from Anselm College and the University of New Hampshire, which hasn't been great, uh, shows down ballot Republicans are going to do very well. So I'm not sure if that Senate race, even if Hassan wins, is going to translate into you know an advantage for the incumbents there. So I really do think uh, especially one is uh, toss up and we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, you know, whether new polling comes in, maybe, or at least credible. So, new so help, uh, help, tell us help otherwise. Caroline Levitt, help Caroline Levitt. Yeah, I in, really in think yeah. Levitt okay. can win. I really do think she can. I, absolutely. All right, absolutely. let's go to um, Ohio 9. Um, yeah. I know Marcy Kaptur, the Democrat incumbent, for when I was in the White House, she talks uh, a good game, but, <laughs> but that never sure delivers does. Pelosi probably. Has Majewski... Jared Majewski got a chance there. Is that a race that you'd recommend the posse uh, think about helping? He he absolutely does. Look, I, I got to say this real quick. You know, between all, a lot of these races we're talking about right now, these are only races that uh, aren't, you know, considered leaning Republican, especially J.R. Mayor Captor is one of the most vulnerable incumbents in the country right now. He's yeah, been hit with a lot of negative press. And again, uh, Kevin McCarthy abandoned him. So, yeah, you know, if yeah. he doesn't get help from people, then it's, you know, it could be a waste of a race that is easily winnable, especially if the polling, as usual, is really wrong in Ohio and J.D. Vance wins that state by eight points. If he does, then, you know, Captor would be, have a very difficult time holding on. Very difficult. All right, let's, but, let's um, jump, you know, he, let's jump to, uh, um, let's jump to, let's jump to Pennsylvania and, and let's. I've got uh, Jim Bognett in Pennsylvania 8 as a toss-up yeah. versus Matt Cartwright, the incumbent. That's a great chance to pick up a seat. Uh, and Jeremy Schaefer versus Chris DeLuzio, Pennsylvania 17, another toss-up. Um, what say you, sir? And in seven, I think Scheller is uh, probably favored. I think it's fair to say that one leans Republican. The other two really are toss-ups, and it will matter how uh, how uh, you know Oz and Doug Mastriano do there. Generically, the Pennsylvania the generic ballot in Republican uh, is Republican in Pennsylvania. I know I pulled it. Uh, you know the, those two are the ones who would benefit from that the most. They were running a little bit behind Trump, though. You know, we did the rematch as well. And generically, Republicans were running a little bit uh, behind Donald Trump statewide. He was crushing Joe Biden. Uh, so that concerns that should concern Republicans a little bit. But again, if these, you know, if it's undecided people, Peter, there uh, that are willing to say they'll vote for Donald Trump in 2024, if they get to the polls, and it's highly likely they're going so, to vote so for the both, Republican in the congressional both, district. Both both Bognet and Schaefer are worth doing. Does Mastriano is he is he um, is he close enough to win now? I got to pull that again. I understand what people, you know, that that I I told people Oz definitely had uh, the War Room Posse. You already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data 
while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 